You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. The Bible says, Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Thou through thy commandments hast made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. Verse 100, I understand more than the ancients, because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way, that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through, my pre- through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Amen. And you may be seated. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed this study in the Psalms, and we've been working through Psalm 119. And uh, I'm thankful for the Bible. I believe the Bible has the answers. I believe the Bible is uh, what we need, and uh, we need uh, more and more of it, not less and less. And so let's pray and ask God to speak to us tonight. Our Father, we come before you, and we pray that you would speak to our hearts. I pray that you challenge us from your word. I thank you for the wonderful day we've had. I thank you for your people, their faithfulness. Uh, Lord, uh, the church and the deacons have been so kind to me and my wife and our family in recognizing us for eight years of being here. But I thank you for many folks in this room who've been in this church for a lot longer than eight years. I thank you for many who've been here for decades. I thank you for people who've been faithful to serve you for a lifetime. And I pray that you would encourage all of us tonight from the the youngest, uh, newest Christian to the person who's been saved and in church the longest. I pray that your word would be exactly what we need. I pray you'd speak and uh, guide our thoughts and may we be receptive. And I pray that we would be helped tonight. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Let's look at Psalm 119. Let's look at a few of these verses here very quickly tonight. We've already read our text, verse verse 97, and we've seen some of the other verses that talk about how David said he loved the Bible. He says, I love thy law. And I want to remind you, that when David wrote this, uh, he did not have the Gospels. And I think uh, that's an obvious, but sometimes we've got to remember, when we sing how much we love the Bible, we've got the Gospels. Aren't you glad for the Gospels that record uh, the birth of Christ and the miracles of Christ and then the death and the burial and the resurrection? We serve a risen Savior. I'm glad we know that Jesus is alive. And then we see the book of Acts. And we see the acts of the apostles. We see what God could do through a group of people that were totally committed and sold out to preaching and sharing the good news. And I love the book of Acts. Hope you enjoy it. And then you've got the the book of Romans, very doctrinal book, foundational book. And then you get into the letters that Paul wrote to the churches. And boy, those letters encourage me. Uh, Those letters helped me. And uh, we, we looked at this morning, Ephesians 6. Aren't you glad we know that we can put on the armor of God every day? It's available. It's in the closet of the Christian. You just got to put it on. And uh, you've got those books. And then, of course, you get to the uh, book of Hebrews. I love the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews shows us how that Jesus is better. 
He's better than all the Old Testament sacrifices. He's better than the Old Testament law. Jesus is better than all the, the lambs that had been offered Jesus Christ. He is uh, the precious, sinless, spotless Lamb of God. And I love the book of Hebrews. Then you get to the books of uh, First and Second Peter. It talks about how to go through trials and First, Second, Third John. Uh, how you can know you're saved and how you can know that Jesus Christ is your Savior. You've been born again. Of course, the book of Jude and then... I don't know about you, I love the book of Revelation. Now, you say, why do you love it? Because I know which side I'm on. Amen. I know I'm on the winning side. I know that Jesus is my Savior. And we're going to start in a few weeks. We'll start on Wednesday nights, a series from the book of Revelation. But David is writing here, and basically at the time that David is writing, he's got the Old Testament law. Primarily, we're talking Genesis to Deuteronomy. Now, I bring that up because many of you are in your Bible reading right now. You are reading through the book of Leviticus. Can I tell you, some of that, can it can bog you down a little bit. And if you think Leviticus is tough, wait till you get to Numbers. And you read name after name after name after name. And you say, I can't believe that, you know, God took the time to record all these names. Well, I'm glad he takes the time to record our names in the book of life when we get saved. I'm glad that people are important to God. And you may be here tonight. And uh, I was scanning. I was scanning the crowd. I always do that every service. But uh, I think there's one or two in here that I don't know your name. And I'll meet you afterwards. But I know just about every name of every person here tonight. And this morning, of course, there were some guests that were here. I didn't know their names. But can I tell you, I'm glad that God knows every one of our names. And not only does he know our names, but, but we are important to God. He loves us. He cares about us. He knows what we're going through. And so I'm thankful that we have uh, the, the books of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and then Deuteronomy. You know what Deuteronomy is? It's just a reminder. It's a reminder of all the things that God had said and all the things that God had done. David says, I love thy law. Oh, how love I thy law. There's an exclamation there. Uh, there's, some, there's some excitement there when he talks about the Bible. He says, I love it. Number one, the word I'll let you jot down if you're taking notes is the word affection. And uh, I, I don't know if you take notes. I always try to give you an outline in case you want to, to jot it down. Uh, I know Brother Bobby Jones, I know he, he keeps notes. And he'll tell me sometimes, he'll say, I was seeing across the page where you preached from this passage uh, four years ago or whatever. And Brother Bobby, I looked up my first uh, sermon uh, here in February of 2014, I preached from the book of Esther, that passage. Uh, Who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? And I believe God has called Victory Baptist Church here in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, for such a time as this. I believe God's given us uh, an online ministry for such a time as this. I believe we have a radio station for such a time as this. I believe we have a Christian school for such a time as this. I just believe God's got some great things in store if we will stay faithful to him. But notice, number one, the affection. David says, I love your word. Can I tell you, if you love the Lord, and I hope you do. I love that song. Oh, how I love Jesus. Well, if you love Jesus, you're going to love the Bible because Jesus is the living word. The Bible is the written word, and you can't separate the two. They go together. They are, they are one and the same. Jesus is the word. And uh, can I tell you, if you love Jesus like you should, and if I love Jesus like I should, there's going to be a love for this book. You say, well, how do I know if I love the Bible? Well, do you read it? 
If I say, uh, I, I love, and I know everybody gets mad when I talk about food, but I know we're having pizza afterwards. So, you know, I mean, that's an obvious, that's a no-brainer. But if I say, I love pizza, you'd say, prove it. I'll say, well, follow me over here tonight. I'll prove I love pizza. Uh, when my, my family, my, my parents and my siblings, when we were growing up, we, our family, we loved pizza. Uh, after most of us had, were, were grown and older, we'd go out to eat a whole lot more. You remember, you remember when you were young and you never went out to eat? How many of you know what I'm talking about? Like, I mean, you never went out to eat when you were young. And then it seemed like after you got older, it's like all the younger ones, boys, like they were going out to eat every time you turned around, you know. But uh, our family, we'd go and we'd get pizza. I remember my wife laughs about it to this day. You can ask her. She's in the nursery. Don't ask her now, but ask her after church. She's in the nursery. But uh, my wife said, she said, Jeremy, said, we got married. She said, I couldn't believe that people could eat pizza so many times in a week. <laughs> oh, I tell you, I don't think it's possible to eat too much pizza. I love it. I mean, you just, just I love it. Okay, you get the idea? But here's the thing. How do you know if you love the Bible? Do you read it? Do you study it? Do you look forward to getting into it? Are you hungry for the word of God? And then, how do you know if you love the Bible? Well, if you love it, you're gonna do what it says. The Bible says in John 14, if you love me, Jesus says, you're gonna keep my commandments. And so an evidence that we love the Bible is that we spend time in it. And then the evidence when we spend time in it is that we love it is that we do what it says. That's the affection, the love for the, for the word of God. Number two, I want you to notice, oh, how love I thy law. Doesn't say I love your suggestions, Lord. I love your ideas. It says I love thy law. Number two, the word is authority. This book that I hold in my hand, this is the authority. It's the final authority. It's the complete authority. You say, well, what if, what if a pastor says something that contradicts the Bible? How do you know what to do? Well, I hope that's a no-brainer by now. You do what the Bible says every day of the week. So what if a TV preacher says this? Or what if a friend at work? Or what if a family member says this? And the Bible says something different. Well, then you stick with the Bible every time because this book is our authority. Notice in these verses, and I won't read through all of them again. Uh, Brother Dan read them for us. But 97, verse 97, it says, thy law. Verse number 98, it says, thy commandments. Verse 99, thy testimonies. Verse 100, thy precepts. 101, thy word. 102, thy judgments. 103, thy words. 104, thy precepts. This is the authority. This is what God has given us to do. Can I tell you, you have to have an authority in your life. There's got to be something that governs the way you live. You can't live based on feelings. Can I tell you, if, if I lived based on feelings, there'd be some days I'd quit. And you would too, if you're honest. If I just lived by feelings, there'd be some days where I don't know that I'd do what I'm supposed to do. But can I tell you, we have an authority that governs our lives, the Bible, and this is the book that we must uh, submit ourselves to. It's our authority. Number three, I want you to notice how love I thy law, it is my meditation all the day. The word I want to give you, number three, is the word awareness. The Bible says that, 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 that the word of God was David's meditation all the day. The word meditation, it's his reflection. 
It's his musing. It's the thing that he, he couldn't get his mind off of. He was, he was aware of the fact that the word of God was so real in his life that he said, I just can't help. I just think about it all the time. There's an awareness. I want to ask you this evening, what's on your mind the majority of the time? What's on your mind when you go to work? What's on your mind when you wake up in the morning? What's on your mind when you go to bed at night? What's on your mind throughout the day? What's on your mind? Because that's your meditation. And remember, we saw this morning, Philippians 4, that there are things we are supposed to think on. There's some things we're supposed to meditate on because what's on our mind is going to determine our actions. What, what we think about is what's going to come out of our mouths. I've said it before, but you, you, you know what I'm talking about here when I say, when someone will say something, they'll blurt something out and they'll say, oh, I don't know where that came from. Well, I do. Because we can't help but speak the things that we have both heard and the things that we have seen. Now, I'm not, I have, I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes here. But I'll be honest with you, if all you put in and if all you soak in all day long is the news, you're going to be a depressed individual. I'm just, I'm not being mean. I'm just being honest with you. I'm trying to help you. I'm not saying you can't watch the news. I think you ought to be informed. I think it's a good idea. I don't think it'd be good for you to go out and say, all right, I'm never reading the news. I'm never watching the news from now till Jesus comes. I don't think that's wise but if that's all you're putting in you're going to be depressed you are going to be miserable i'll go a step further if all you put in and if all you listen to is what the tv preachers say now i know some of you say well pastor i was watching you on tv talk about the tv preachers ha 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 i got i understand i got you when I say the TV preachers, here's what I'm saying. I'm talking about a lot of the, 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 the mentality today is that we never preach against sin. We never preach against anything that anybody's doing for fear that somebody might stop giving or somebody might leave the church because, you know, God forbid that we offend them because we preach the word of God. Well, I got news for you. This isn't our church to build. This is God's church to build. And he's going to build his church and he's going to do just fine. Our job is to preach the word. Our job is to tell the truth. And so if all you listen to is the, the people that are always patting you on the back and the people that are always telling you, oh, you're fine. Oh, what? Well, that's not good either. How about this? If all you ever listen to is people in your life, your family, your coworkers, people that don't go to church, people that don't love God, people that are unsaved or people that are backslidden, if that's all you are allowing to influence you, that's not going to be a good outcome either. You see, our awareness, our meditation must be on the things of God. Our meditation has got to be this book. You say, Pastor, why are you stressing this so much tonight? Because this book will change the way you think It'll change the way you live. It'll change the way you feel. This book will change you, but it won't work if it's just sitting on the shelf. It's got to get in your heart. It's got to get in your mind. It's got to control and consume your life. Number three, the awareness. Number uh, four, the ability. 
The Bible says in verse 98, Thou, through thy commandments, hast made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. Now, that's not saying the enemies are ever with me, but it's talking about God's commandments. He said, your commandments are always with me. And he said, I've got more wisdom than my enemies. Now, I hope you don't have a lot of enemies, but can I tell you, if you do have enemies, and if you are living for God, you're going to have some enemies, you need some wisdom in how you deal with those people. Because did you know that, that you could say something or you could do something that is not Christ-like and you could ruin your testimony? You could ruin your influence even from people. You say, well, well, they don't like me anyway. Well, who cares if they like you or me? But what matters is, is do they know Christ? And, and are we pointing them to Jesus or are we pushing them away? And so David says, my, the ability is because of your word, he said, I am wiser than mine enemies. Notice also he says that your commandments are ever with me. He says in verse 97, he said, it is my meditation all the day. I see number five, the word is always. David did not pick up the Bible once a week or once a month or once a year. David wasn't reading a verse of the day, but David was, was giving himself to the word of God all the time. He was thinking about the Bible. He was meditating, meditating on it. He was doing it every day, all the day. This book was his life. I see number five, the word is always. I hope in 2022, I hope you're reading the Bible more this year than you did last year. And can I say, it's not going to work. If you read the Bible last year, let's say you read the Bible for five minutes a day. And by the way, if you're reading five minutes a day, that's better than no minutes a day. That's something. Praise God for that. But if you were reading the Bible five minutes a day, let's say you were reading one chapter a day last year. That's great. Wonderful. Well, this year, I think you ought to say, hey, I could spend 10 minutes a day. I could read two chapters. I read one last year, one chapter a day. I could read two chapters a day this year. Uh, don't say, I'm going to read four hours a day. That's not going to happen. You're going to get discouraged. That's like me going out and saying, I'm going to run a marathon tomorrow. No, I'm not going to run a marathon tomorrow because the only running I'm doing is running from the couch to the refrigerator, you know? So that's not going to work. It's got to be gradual. You got to take some baby steps, but seek to grow and seek to expand your Bible reading and your Bible knowledge. Uh, take a book and say, I'm going to work on studying this book and I'm going to meditate on this, but get in the Bible always. Verse 99, David says, I have more understanding than all my teachers. For thy testimonies are my meditation. Now, Proverbs 5, I won't, let's, let's go to Proverbs 5. I want you to see this verse here. Because I remember when I was a student in school, I remember thinking this was my life verse. I have more understanding than all my teachers. And that was not true. But uh, it was fun to quote that verse. Proverbs 5, look at verse 12. The Bible says that at the last that you will say, how have I hated instruction? And my heart despised reproof and have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined mine ear to them that instructed me. So here's the difference. David says that I have more understanding than all my teachers. David said, because I've got teachers that aren't teaching this book. And I want to say, if you are in the book and you've got a teacher or you've got somebody who's trying to help you with something and they're not in this book, then yes, you're going to have more understanding. 
But it's not because you're smart, not because I'm smart, it's because God's smart. It's because we have the wisdom of the word of God. The ability, there again we see that he said, I'm, I've got more understanding, I'm wiser than my teachers. Um, next we see the awareness. In verse number 99, he says, for thy testimonies are my meditation. There it is again, David's awareness, his meditation is on the word of God. Notice verse 100. He says, I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. So he says, I'm, I'm wiser than my enemies. I'm wiser than my teachers. He says, I'm wiser than the ancients, the aged people. Now, what does the Bible say about aged people? The Bible says that aged people have wisdom. And the younger generation would be very wise to listen to people who've been down the road. But let me, let me take a, a time out here and let me put in a little a parenthetical thought and say this. If you're here tonight, or if you're watching the service tonight, or you're listening on the radio tonight, and you say, well, I'm old, so therefore everybody's got to listen to me. No, that's not true. If you've got some years, and you've been following the Word of God and living according to the Word of God, then yes, absolutely, we've got something we need to learn from you. But if you in your older years and you in your later years, if you've abandoned the word of God, can I tell you, you don't have anything to help the younger generation. And we need you. If you're here tonight and you've got some years and you've got some experience, we need you. You're going to have to show us how to stay after it even when you get to the retirement years and even when you get into the older years. You say, how old is old? Oh, you know, 100 or older, right? Nobody here is old. But we need to see how to finish our course. We've not been down the road. Uh, my wife and I, we, we've still got children. We've got five children. The, the, the twins are in fifth grade. Mike is two years old. He's in the nursery. We haven't seen uh, uh, raising children. We've not seen children going off and grandchildren and all that. So we need to see it from some people that have some age and some wisdom. But can you help us and stay true to God? Don't throw in the towel just when you get old. You say, well, I'm done serving God. I put in my time. Well, no, you're, you're not done serving God if you're breathing. If you got a heartbeat, if God's still giving you life, there's something you can do. We got so many of our shut-ins, and you know what they're doing right now? They're praying for you. You know what they're doing? Uh, they're trying to encourage the next generation by staying faithful and not throwing in the towel. And so we need to have that awareness, and we need to have uh, that ability, the understanding David said more than the ancients. But then he says this. He says, because I keep thy precepts. Number six, that's our aim. That's our goal. David says, I'm doing everything I can, Lord, to keep your word, to obey your word, to, to, to follow your word. Look at verse 101. I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. That word refrained is the word to restrain, or literally, it's the word arrest. Now, I won't ask if you've been arrested. I'll just assume you know what I'm talking about. But when somebody has been arrested, they have been refrained. They have been held back from doing something. Well, David says this. He says, I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. Now, now hang on. Listen to this. David says, I've tried to hold myself back from doing what's wicked because I'm trying to keep your word. This book right here will keep you from sin 
or sin will keep you from this book. My dad wrote that in one of my Bibles when I was in high school, gave, it, gave me that Bible as a gift. I've never forgotten it. This book right here, it'll keep you from sin or sin is going to keep you from this book. David said, I have arrested myself. I have re restrained or refrained myself because I want to keep your word. Notice verse 102. David says, I have not departed from thy judgments for thou hast taught me. The word number eight is the word avoided. He said, I, I, I've, 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 I've turned aside. I've not turned aside. I've not avoided your judgments, but I've, I've stayed true to your word for thou hast taught me. The word number nine is the word advised. David said, Lord, I need some teaching. I need some advice. I need some direction. And Lord, would you please teach me your word? Verse 103, how sweet are thy words unto my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. The word number 10 is the word agreeable or acceptable. David says, Lord, your words are so sweet. They are sweeter than honey to my mouth. Now you say, oh, that sounds so good. I'm sure David was just trying to think of some poetic words that really, you know, would impress somebody. I don't believe that's true. I believe David meant it. I believe when David said, your words are sweeter than honey, I believe he absolutely 100% meant what he said. Can I tell you, I hope you love the Bible. I hope it's sweet to you. Uh, I, we say things, and I, I think about next Sunday. I love my church Sunday. Can I tell you, that's not just something that I say. I believe it. I mean it. When I say I love my church, that was not just some cool slogan. We said, oh, that would be kind of, that'll look good on a poster. No, I love this church. I love the church that God has given us. I love the people that are here. Can I tell you, I hope that you have a love for the things of God like David. He says, your word is sweeter than honey to my mouth. Verse 104, David says, through thy precepts, I get understanding. There it is again, the ability to get understanding, to have wisdom, and it comes through the word of God. Therefore, he says, I hate every false way. The word number 11 is the word abhor. He said, Lord, I, I love your word so much. I love your law so much that I hate. I hate the sin that I see when people go the wrong way. Can I remind you tonight that when people go astray, when people get away from God, we ought to hate the sin. I didn't say you hate the person. You love that person. You pray for that person. You ought to be burdened for that person. You ought to uh, pray that God will bring that person back to him. But you don't love the sin. And we don't, we don't applaud the sin. Absolutely not. Because if we love the Bible, we hate sin. If we love Jesus, then we hate the sin that nailed him to that cross. We hate the sin. We abhor that. But we love that sinner. You say, why do we love the sinner? Because Jesus died for that sinner. So why do we love that sinner? Because that was me. That was you. Because we're all sinners. But the difference is we're sinners that have been saved by grace. And that grace was not because of anything that God saw in us. But it was because of His mercy and His grace that was extended. 
Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.